0: This episode of TOEFOP is brought to you by Movement Sunglasses.
1: Did I trick you? Did you pause as if I was going to be surprised by yeah, the I fact thought, that I it was you were going to Sunglasses with... rather than watches? Yeah. Were you surprised? Was it, did I get you? I knew it was going to be one of the two. I knew it was going to be either sunglasses or watches. If you'd been like, Movement, four-wheel drive, <laughs> that would have surprised me. Movement bowels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bow movements? This episode of <laughs> Topop is brought to you by Bell movements, but also movement sunglasses. Join the movement. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network.
2: Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello, everyone. Mike Howell here. Charlie is traveling this week, so it's a best of. Wait, wait. Don't turn it off yet. It's a proper best of, not a trick like episode 212. It is a series of clips that I recall laughing at when I first heard them, or, in some cases, was a part of them. I especially enjoy the bit where Charlie makes a bold prediction about the prominence of fax machines in the show, a full two years before the idea of using one actually came about. I guess I should stop talking now and get to the funny stuff. I can see how Will has a tough time keeping these introductions short. It's just that I'm all the way over here in America and rarely get to have personal interaction with anyone that listens to the show. Is it a personal interaction if half of the interaction isn't a person? Sorry.
1: This is Fop. I'm Charlie Claus well, I'm Will Anderson. Hello, it's cold out here today, isn't it, Charlie? Yeah. we're in the Pod Cave, and I, this is the first time you're rugged up. Well, you have actually, you've got a the very Australian. I was waiting look how on. long it would take for you to comment on my look.
0: I'm, neither you nor Amy have commented. I'm like, oh, something's wrong. You've I thought got, this would have provoked more discussion.
1: You're the you're wearing the clothing version of the mullet. <laughs> like <laughs> your shorts down the bottom and then party up the top you yeah. like you are really from the waist down you're wearing a pair of like athletic shorts and like uh, sneakers with do you have socks on are they like ankle yes, socks yes yeah, but socks. yeah but so pretty much from I look from, like a football coach you look exactly you've got a cap on and yeah. a big jumper and shorts you and look a, exactly a like vest. a so- no, no
0: no 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 I haven't got a big jump, jump uh, jacket on I've got a puffy vest over a hoodie which is a very specific kind of athlete look. All you need
1: is a big set of headphones, <laughs> a giant set of headphones with some communication device, and yeah. you could definitely be on the sidelines of any sporting team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is definitely the look you've gone for
0: today. But so, it's- uh, yeah, the, I like to start my day will by walking the dog. Okay,
1: yeah. And so well, yo-yo tricks. Me what- too. And then I do round the world. <laughs> <laughs> Get out my Fanta yo yo. Yeah, and then I that then, I got it at school. And then I
0: pull out my Kaplunk set and see if the neighbors want to play some Kaplunk.
1: Did you ever do yo yo? Were you ever a yo uh, oh, yo yeah, person? Yeah, I'm a very, a very um, uh, low
0: level. I could probably do one trick. I could probably Low-yo. walk the dog. Is that the one where it hangs down low yeah. and then you and yeah. Then, yeah, walk the dog. Walk the dog. I could never do rock the, rock the baby. Rock the cradle. Cradle. Yeah. Uh, what were the other ones? Around the world? Around the world. But
1: was around the world actually a trick? Did it have to come back or could yeah. you just swing it around? had to be around the world and come back. Yeah. You had to land safely. Yeah, it couldn't right. just be like, you couldn't just like, you need to be able to like, take the, make the plane take off and also land for a yeah. successful flight.
0: Yeah. no, Because uh, yo-yos, in my memory of them, there was two distinct fad phases. Uh-huh. So there's one probably in the early 80s, like 85 at my primary school where everyone had yo-yos. And then it made kind of a comeback for me around about ninety. I was yeah, it's say? like a wave.
1: Yeah, there's always. Like, it must what be what time happened? Again though, right? I think.
0: I think what happened was Seven Eleven did a promotion where if you bought, you know, a particular Slurpee, you got a Coca Cola
1: Yo Yo Yo. They probably just found a factory where they still yeah. had a... <laughs> yeah, totally. Coca Cola have gone down to Mexico. Look at all these Back to the Future Yo Rebadge them. All these Yo Yo's have got a go go. <laughs>
0: But uh, that became a thing and it became sort of a, 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 a fetishized thing at my school because you could accessorize the yo-yo. There were certain, certain brands and like they did this whole thing of like, this one spins faster, this one's better for stunts, this yeah. one's
1: better for fucking... Oh, you you know what I'm Yeah, I remember about? that. Bits load up and there was ones that were like thicker yes. and they were better for different tricks and there was like thinner ones yeah. that were like faster Which, or whatever. by the
0: way, like it's a spinning thing on a string. If yeah. you can't do all the tricks with the same standard
1: thing, then what's the point? Like oh, come on, Charlie, that's just an amateur thing to say, someone who doesn't understand the complex just, world of yo-yo. You just told me that an AFL player who wore a glove in a game, yeah. like,
0: oh, that's against the rules, but you're saying changing the dimensions of a yo-yo, that's fine.
1: Well, firstly, I just told you that on another podcast that people may not have just listened to. So. I know, but that's not, that's not important. <laughs> Secondly... Um, the yo- but they they were official yo-yos. These weren't customized yo-yos. It wasn't like in well, an, an official yo-yo.
0: yo but this wasn't
1: like in an official yo-yo competition. Like somebody was bringing in like this yo-yo that wasn't approved to yo-yo. Are you saying
0: there is like? So you're saying there's no standards and practices for yo-yos. Like I'm just saying, no...
1: well, there wasn't at the time. It wasn't like they were all competing together. Is yo-yo, the also brand name. Also, people were... Is
0: that like a? Is that a? Is that like a common noun or is that a proper noun? Oh, as in like is like is it a like yo-yo a yo-yo brand?
1: Yeah, is it like a? Oh fuck! Blue to... tack or whatever, yeah. where it's like the brand name, but it's actually yeah, a chili bun. I would have thought the yo-yo is actually the device, don't you think? I think the yo-yo is actually the thing because I've never device heard it. Called... And then it
0: was probably copyrighted. I'd say we have to go like the slinky (laughs) I guess is
1: the slinky the name of the thing or just the brand because were there other spring devices that went downstairs that weren't slinkies because I would call them all slinkies but the slinky may have just been one brand is Frisbee just the brand or is that the name of the device we're asking all the big questions today on Yo Yo Fop I would say it'd be the similar thing, you
0: know, with UGG boots, how there's UGG boots yeah, and then there's the the UGG boot company. And then there's like, there's all these variations on the word UGG that are all different companies cashing
1: in on the, what is essentially a sheepskin boot. Yeah. I saw ones that were UGH boots and that's really UGG boots, (laughs) (laughs) which I think is brave. Um yeah, did you ever have yo-yo demonstrators come to your school to do, like, Lovely you know? those Hey, kids, don't do drugs and watch this, yeah. yo-yo. Um, I can't remember. Did you? Yeah, I remember several times we had, like, yo-yo professionals. You know who used to be? Well, you I, were in the yo-yo zone. We were, that's true. It was a big yo-yo area where yeah. I grew up, so... <laughs> Famous, famous a lot of as a, yo-yo players came I mean, there. a lot of yo-yo, yo-yo practitioners, they yeah. like to call themselves, actually, yeah. not players. Charlie, that's more for amateurs. But, you know, professional yo-yo players um, uh, came out of our district. Yeah, we yeah. were famous for it. Now, um, Russell Howcroft, you know, from Gruen, mm. Russell Howcroft, uh, he was a yo-yo, yo-yo champion. champion. So, Russell Howcroft is a fucking drummer slash yo-yo champion. Right.
0: Why is there not been rhythm? F-
1: I reckon that's the rhythm. The same oh, rhythm yeah. is probably good to be a drummer and also a yo-yo expert. Rhythm, because it's about the rhythm, yo-yo. It's about it's about the flick of the wrist. I mean, definitely. But so is drumming. You drummed a bit. You need yeah. a little. You need good wrists. Yeah, but, but I, you also but need I rhythm. I drummed with my stumpy little hands. Right, there was no finesse. I saw you drum. You were like one of those wind up monkeys that has drums. <laughs> that's how you were. <laughs> ding 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 ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Symbols and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, most of the yo-yo-yo, I believe the skill of the yo-yo is about the timing because yeah. you need to know when to be able to spin it to and then like flick it back and, you yeah. know, all those sort of things. So Yeah, I guess so. But he can still do yo-yo tricks. We we got him to do some yo-yo tricks. So what uh, can he rock out? Oh, uh, He can Are do there all, any, all tell, the classics. T- tell
0: me some ones. So there's walk the dog, round the
1: world, rock the cradle. Yep. Yeah. What else is there? Uh, Eat the pony. Eat the pony? (laughs) Spank the monkey. (laughs) Uh, Choke the chicken. (laughs) Choke the chicken. Is that what Russell was telling you he was doing? Because they're not tricks. (laughs) Willem's going to go to my office and choke the chicken. (laughs) The dirty Sanchez. Uh, What? Hang on, are you sure this is a yo-yo trick? Um, How did you discover that he was a yo yo champion? Does he have one on on him at all times? Not at all times. I would. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. If you were a yo yo champion, or like if you could do a card trick or whatever, would you not have that accessible at all times? I would. 100%. I can't do anything, but like if I could. Do you have any skill? Like, I mean, as in, I don't, I mean, obviously you have, but I mean, do you have any trick, little trick, like little thing that you can just do? Beatbox. Do you have any <laughs> skill? Why have you never done that? The, I can why do, that. do you always just do that shit version? <laughs> when you you've been holding back this whole time. Yeah, I can beatbox. All right. Oh, do you want me to do it? Well, okay. I mean, you need to prove. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So wait. no, start in a minute.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: pull, <laughs> C-train out. So the answer to my question is no. <laughs> no, I don't really have any tricks.
1: Like, like there's dudes who can, you know, a pack of cards and all that yeah. kind of
0: stuff. I can't do any of that stuff.
1: Yeah, no, me neither. And I don't think I have any, like I'm not good at darts or billiards or like anything specifically. I can, like I'm okay at pool, but not like really good, just like I can play okay. Um, But like table tennis, none of those things. Like no real- I can interpret dreams pretty good. Well, because that's not a real thing. That's why. I mean, it's pretty easy to do a thing that's not real well, because there are no real rules. When you say you can interpret dreams well, what do you mean by that?
0: I mean that like uh, people will tell me their dreams, and I'm very good at linking the imagery, Uh asking them questions about their current state of life, and drawing a parallel, like a metaphor or an analogy. Right,
1: so you're you're good at being a mirror. You're good at reflecting people back to themselves. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a something. Yeah. It's not really a party trick, though, is it? No. But like, if know. everyone's like, "I'll do my yo-yo trick," and then Charlie's like, "Okay, tell me about your dream." I, but
0: you know, what? it's funny how often that comes up in conversation where someone will say, "Will tell you about the weird dream they yeah, have." People love to talk about. And their so weird when dreams. they do that, I will ask some questions, analyze their dream for them, and it doesn't like it's not like. We're at a party, right. and some guy pulls out a guitar. And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait, whoa. Jeff, just uh, steady down, who's James Who's got an Blake? interesting dream? <laughs> yeah, that was my way of pulling chicks. <laughs> I turn up at parties. Who wants their dream interpreted? That,
1: put down the guitar, Jeff Buckley. I'd turn up. In Who a, has a dream? I'd turn up in a Doctor Strange like cloak <laughs> with a pendant. You were the one guy at Martin Luther King's speech when he said, "I have a dream." You like, tell us more. I'll interpret it. <laughs> I believe when Michael Jordan
0: came out of retirement, and Mike, how you can confirm or deny this, it was simply a fax saying I'm back. A fax. A fax. Yeah. (laughs) So um, there was a time where we used to send emails, but as actual paper.
1: (laughs) So you would write that email down. Yeah. Or or type it, but like you could write it down in your handwriting, and then you would send it through a machine. um, There was like a little photocopy, I guess. Kind of. Scanner. It was like a scanner. It was like a scanner.
0: I had a fax machine, I used to work in a video store, uh-huh. and we had a fax machine, and and a photocopier, and so people would come into the store and do their photocopying and their faxing, and people used to pay to use the fax machine, I'd completely forgotten about this, but, so I had to re, so what would be in a fax machine was like, you know, in a cash register, how they had that little till thing, right, it's that little, the spool that they print the receipt on, you'll see them sometimes, like, so a fax machine had like a long version of that, so it was a roll of kind of thin paper. So if a fax came through, it would be fed out, and then, like, you'd tear it off. So it was kind of like... uh, Well, it was almost like a a facsimile of the original document. Oh, right, okay.
1: I wonder if those two things are associated. Well, I believe a fax
0: machine was F-A-X and facsimile is F-A-C, so I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) That was the one That was the one thing that uh, people often bring up about Back to the Future 2, when they're in the future. It's like everything, you know, hoverboards and stuff, and they still have a fax machine. Some places
1: still have fax machines. Bullshit. No, you see them every now and again, and I'm like, why are you still holding on to that? Is there some reason that, like, having a fax machine? But it's like those old school printers that they only mm. seem to have in uh, car rental places.
0: Yeah. The dot matrix ones. Yeah. Are you like, are yeah. they still,
1: is there? Is there some business that still just makes those just for car rental places? I think the last time I, I did,
0: I think, I did university assignments on a printer like that. That you would just, it would be the worst thing to leave like going because it would take ages because it would print line by line and it made that fucking sound like a... So when you're at uni doing like an all-nighter and you had to fucking print your assignment off, but at the same time you had to get to sleep, it was that battle of, oh God, do I print this now and just lie in bed for the next fucking four hours listening to this thing?
1: I mean, it's amazing how uh, quickly technology advances. I mean, the fact that we are in two different countries recording this fucking podcast, whereas like we live through an age where we thought it was wondrous that the internet existed, where... <laughs> Where to go online, you would have to, every time you went online, hear that awful dial-up, like, you know, screech yeah, yeah. and sort of the internet screech, right? Imagine if every time you checked your Twitter, it had to make that screech before it logged you onto your phone. <laughs> like,
0: well, it's always that thing, isn't it, about, like, when you use a microwave now, like, I've stood there and tapped my foot because it's taking 20 seconds for me to heat up,
1: like, my bowl of rice or whatever it is. I don't even know why they have anything that's over a minute on a microwave because I think that the only way you ever cook anything is in minutes you just you put it on it for a minute and then you check it or stir it or whatever and then you put it on for another minute everything's cooked in minutes in a microwave
0: so I just uh, found out there's a found an article here on uh, business insider which is Michael Jordan uh, Michael Jordan uh, 8, March 18, 1995, after playing minor league baseball for a year, spread the news he was coming back by sending a fax to reporters. After rejecting the number of press releases written by his agent, Jordan took out a piece of paper and wrote his own statement in two words, I'm back. And then he pressed send, I, I imagine.
1: <laughs> I think Phil Collins divorced his wife by fax. Oh, really? Yeah. Mike he Howell, said, can you check that out? Did he, Phil Collins divorce his he wife said, by fax? He said, I'm gone. <laughs> 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 uh, uh yeah i believe so i believe he sent his like wife uh, divorce papers by fax she found out by fax
0: i uh, went into a bit of a uh, fell down a phil collins rabbit hole on youtube the other day because i just we've talked about this i'm sure on this podcast like i just love that in the 80s pop stars could be, like, middle-aged, paunchy kind of men. <laughs> like, nowadays, like, the equivalent is, like, Justin Timberlake. Like, you've got to be sexy. But uh, back pi- then... Pitbull, Pitbull.
1: Well, yeah, I guess, but he's still sort of, like,
0: you Pitbull, know... I mean, Pitbull, he's, is,
1: Pitbull is today's Robert Palmer.
0: But he's still... Like, I would say he's in better shape than Robert Palmer. Like, Robert Palmer and Phil Collins genuinely just looked like, you know, a dude to,
1: like, you'd see on uh, Glengarry... Glen, uh, an amateur production of Glengarry, Glenn Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Glen Gary, Glen Rob. They couldn't get the rights to the original. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the off-brand version by David Mo- by David
0: <laughs> says here. Uh, Michael's found an entry. Uh, Collins faced a number of reports claiming he ended his marriage to his second wife, Jill Travelman, in a fax- with a vax machine. But he insists it's not the case. Quote. I was in Frankfurt and I sent her a fax because the phone kept going down. I was arranging time to see the kids and reference the fact that the marriage was over, but it was translated as me finishing our relationship by fax. Okay. Well, that, I could, that seems like, I could, I could imagine that would be misinterpreted.
1: I mean, that sounds, I, have we had a problem with some fax, fax? Um, No, <laughs> it, it sounds to me, Charlie, even worse. Yeah, this episode
0: could be called toe-fop facts.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tofop Fax. <laughs> That that is actually a very TOEFOP idea. We'll probably yeah. end up doing some show by fucking facts in the future.
0: That is. A, I actually had an idea I wanted to discuss as uh, um, yeah, right, maybe okay. a, a maybe a bonus um, <laughs> a bonus thing we can do off of our Patreon. Uh-huh. Um, what if we do commentaries on on old episodes? Are <laughs> oh, you like, mean- we go, like we go back to episode one and we and we do a commentary on the first conversation we ever had on TOEFOP.
1: I mean, I like that because there's some conversations we had back then that I think we need to do some justification of. (laughs) (laughs) But my thought is, do we
0: do it at the same time? Like we talk over it live and we just let it run Uh and so, you know, drift back and forth to the podcast or do we stop and start?
1: No, I think we have to stop and start. I think it would just be horrible to listen to if we did it like that. Oh, (laughs) yeah. But we could do it in, like, chunks. We could just go, well, how many conversations do we want to have in between? So, say it's an hour-long podcast, yeah. we could do it in, like, you know, five-minute chunks or whatever. Yes. And like yeah, that's break it idea. up.
0: Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I wonder if maybe, like, we can get people to vote on the Facebook if there's any particular episode they'd like us to go back. I think preferably... Yeah, that's a good out idea. Of the, Old out, of the fir- out of the 100. first 30, so oh, we don't actually... 30. Well, just because just I think it's, like, the older the better. And, you know, just pick a couple from that because that will be less likely to remember what we
1: talked about. Well, so how, I mean. how about, as a general, like, rule going forward, because we've got a really clear point, which is how about before the end and after the end? So, like, so yeah, we only right. do... So anything from the original run of Tofop before the final episode?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Commentary on commentary. <laughs> yeah (laughs) Uh, and then in five years we can do a commentary on our commentary on the commentary
1: yeah well it might be a really cool thing for patreon but it also might just be a cool thing for us to record a few of because there are weeks where you know for whatever reason the two of us can't get together and they Mm. might be things that we could put up in weeks where we're away that like are still kind of fun for people to enjoy that you know are a little bit more than a clip show
0: yeah awesome yeah okay well uh We'll, we'll work out how to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be, I mean, might be just, just
0: a case of uh, uh, recording it like listening to it off a computer, and then uh, Mike Al can cut in the original, the high quality uh, original file in between what we're listening to. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. what we should do. Yeah,
0: yeah, Mike Al, does that sound okay? <laughs> Mike Al's <Howell's> gone,
1: <laughs> it's quick. That's yeah. it. No, he's just said yeah. yes, brilliant. Yeah. He sent he, he a message just before he goes. He was listening to an old one today, and this happened. Uh, Charlie, there are cactus cacti that don't even need water. Will, are you thinking of a garden gnome? So, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so quality conversations <laughs> like that. What the fuck were we talking about? The weird part
0: about that is, I don't know what my response was. I think if I just brush past that, then there's something definitely
1: wrong. I think the podcast should be called uh, What the Fuck Were We Talking About? Because that would be the most. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good
0: idea. Those episodes should be called What the Fuck Were We Talking About? Yeah. (laughs) And we both ran past it. So we thought that that didn't even bear examination.
1: Oh. Well, you know, that's the other thing we could do if we wanted to make this a little bit more interesting. But we could do it the other ways too. This is just a meeting that we're having on air. <laughs> but um, if we didn't want to do that sort of thing of going, taking all five minutes of a conversation, for example, and then mm. doing a conversation about that and going through the entire podcast, if that seemed like it was too much, what if we got, you know, Michael to, like, out of a, an episode, pick like, you know, sort of four or five things, whether they were 30 seconds or like, you know, three minutes that were kind of, you know, specific bits or like, and they could be of varying length, So one whole bit or like yeah. just some r- random funny thing like that out of context. And we just do, we hear them without yeah. hearing the context and because yeah. that way we can also then speculate on whatever it was that we thought we were talking about or what that's it was. That's a great idea. Yeah, right? that's a great idea. Is that better? I love it, kid. you to yeah. do it. <laughs> He this dude whatever he wants. And now you know how uh, this podcast is organized. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: we're going to take a little break from the show to talk about our great sponsor, Movement Sunglasses.
1: Okay, let's talk about them then. So, well, seeing we've taken a break, we may as well talk about Movement Sunglasses. It'd well, be weird if we just took a break and then just like sat in silence. Checked check our phones. at each other. <laughs> <laughs> just, just five minutes of silence,
0: and then movement. Get back, Chris. We're going to take a
1: break from our podcast to listen to another podcast <laughs> in silence. We're both going to put in our headphones and choose another podcast to listen to for five minutes while we stare each other directly in the eye.
0: <laughs> and ironically, that's the one that movement are like we really like that latest ad read. It's the best one you've yeah. done.
1: It's really good. It actually made me. It actually does make me want sunglasses. The idea of having to stare you directly <laughs> in the eye as I listen to another podcast and you listen to another podcast would only be made bearable by the fact that we were both wearing movement sunglasses. Oh, that's
0: what we should do, is we should have a poker match. I mean, we're doing this via Skype. We should have a poker game via Skype where we're both wearing movement sunglasses so we can't read each other's tells.
1: I mean, that would be, yeah, let's make it even more difficult to do this podcast. <laughs> it's not difficult enough that we have to do it over Skype with the lousy Australian internet. Let's also cover our eyes so that we can't make any eye contact at all. All right.
0: Now, I've got to be honest with you. I have uh, only been, this is cop. This is copy that is hot off the presses from movement. So I think I, oh, I better fresh just copy. read it as is in case I, I miss anything. Okay. So, okay. <clears throat> as is Ansari? Yes. As is Ansari. Okay. You shouldn't have to choose between overpriced designer sunglasses and cheap shades that won't last you this summer. That's why aisle slash wheel never wear anything other than movement, pronounced movement, sunglasses. I should probably editorialize this a little bit in my head and not read it literally, right?
1: No, I love that. Aisle, that's you, yeah, and we, you can speak for both of us. Okay. I agree with both of those. Both of those options are correct.
0: All right. Oh, no, I've closed the window. Oh, here we go. It's got the window there. Okay.
1: (laughs) Is that in the coffee? No. (laughs) This is edgy new coffee.
0: You've heard us talk about movement disrupting the watch industry. Well, now they're doing it again with sunglasses. The Los Angeles-based accessories brand has hundreds of premium affordable sunglasses and styles to choose from. So whether you're into more timeless shapes like classic round sunnies, your John Lennon types, I might say, or something that makes a statement like fun 90s skinny frames, they've got them all. They're constructed with durable acetate and lightweight materials that are perfect and a reliable fit. And you don't have to choose. So you don't have to choose between style and function. You get both. And with their free shipping and free returns policy, you can get as many styles as you want right from the comfort of your own home.
1: You won't need the free returns, though. No. This is what I'm telling you. Free shipping. That's a good thing. Free returns. Unnecessary. They're not losing a lot of money on free returns down at Movement.
0: Now here's the issue. Well, I actually, uh, you know, I had my Outlaw sunglasses uh, my, from Movement, They're which Australian, were my I've heard they, you
1: bang on about them constantly. They were
0: my favourite sunglasses. I lost them. I don't know where they went. I think maybe oh. my Outlaw behaviour. <laughs> maybe they were confiscated by the police. They'll put in lockup. My sunglasses are sitting in a jail cell because they were so Outlawish.
1: Well, or is there a chance that another Outlaw? has spotted those sunglasses and thought the only thing that would complete my outfit as an outlaw is if I nicked those uh, movement sunglasses and more for them because they're actually just affordable. They could have just bought it.
0: Boredom. Well, I saw this Lorenzo Lamas type fella outside my apartment. He was sitting on a Harley shirtless with a leather vest, long hair. He had like a feather earring and I'm like, that guy looks like an outlaw. I better keep an (laughs) eye on my sunglasses. (laughs)
1: That's why Movement are back on this podcast, Charlie, for those topical, on the cutting edge of the zeitgeist references.
0: But the good news is, well, I've ordered myself a new pair. I've got the Navigators. They're on their way. They are a steel frame, square shape, and they're going to look real good on
1: my fat face. (laughs) And and you didn't add that in. That's actually the copy that Movement sent us. (laughs) Say they'll look real good on your fat face. (laughs) And the best part is... Movement sunglasses
0: all their styles come with a polarized lens option so you never have to worry about that harsh summer light which if you live in Australia like have you do you have polarized sunglasses have you yes. tried the polarized revolution
1: Oh, mate, like, come on. Like, you know, I've read a lot about climate change. I'm not going outside without some polarised sunglasses on. It's the best, right? Like, I can only
0: go polarised. If you don't have polarised sunglasses in Australia now, it just feels like you are inviting the sun. It feels like you're relaxing your retina to get those sunbeams into your eyeballs, which you don't want to do. Yeah,
1: you deserve not to be able to see. (laughs) If you you can't, you deserve to go blind from the awesome power of the sun because you can get an affordable polarised sunglass.
0: Now, Movement Sunglasses are affordable, Will. They start at just 60 bucks, and no pair 60? prices over $95. So you're guaranteed Baby. to find a style that you love with the quality that don't break the bank. They actually wrote doesn't break the bank. I thought I'd make it sound a bit more colloquial and cool if I said don't break the bank.
1: I was going to say that was terrible copywriting, but now that I realize you've improvised, I'm fine with it. They've sold over 2.5
0: million products in more than 160 countries, and their collections are always expanding. Okay, now this is the important part. To get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns, returns that you won't need, you go to movement.com slash TOEFOP. That's movement.com slash TOEFOP. And why is that important, Will?
1: Because uh, if you put in a tofop, then uh, they know that we sent you.
0: Yeah. And that way they'll keep sponsoring this show.
1: Yeah. Which <laughs> obviously is happening. Or maybe they're not paying a lot of attention. But do it anyway. See why movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding
0: collection today. Go to movement.com slash tofop. And Will, what's the line?
1: Join the movement. Yes, don't say it with a question. You know by now. Jo- join the movement? Oh no, that's a question. Still, still. a question. Join the movement. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny, since the, uh, the the iTunes thing came out this week, I've had a few people get in touch who just have been wanting to know more info about the podcast so i've been trying to sort of pull together some stuff that's sort of like all right here's if people need some info we can just send them something and we say this is what the show is about and that specific thing i stumbled across which is like what is the show about what is the show about um uh unscripted off the cuff uh conversation between two people who can't stick to one topic i already hate that show (laughs)
1: that thing you just described to me sounds unlistenable that sounds like a terrible show why would people think that's enough for a show surely you have to have a premise and an idea if we were starting the show now here's a question okay so imagine we're in today's environment right and so we're starting a podcast and it's not enough that like we're just going to do a podcast where the two of us talk about things um Mm. the podcast has to be about something let's have a meeting Mm. so we're new to okay. podcasting. It's, it's the year 2016, yep. and the, the two of us have finally decided, hey, we should do a podcast together. What do you think that podcast mm-hmm. would be about? Uh,
0: pop culture related. That's the easiest in. So it'll be like it's either uh, about like a TV show or films or comic books or comic book movies or the genre as a whole. I think that's a natural go-to for us. It's something we kind of know about. And also every week you've got something to talk about. Or – it's a, a sport podcast, which we already have. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I've asked you a hypothetical question about something we actually did 12 months ago.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had a meeting about let's do another
1: podcast. What should it be about? I oh, know, sport. It's a good point. You probably did. You probably were prepared for that answer, I will say, in retrospect. But I guess if we had to like narrow our podcast, yeah. what it is down to something that could then be repackaged as a like podcast. Maybe we could do one where it was like, cause you know, you're the human internet. Like yeah. it's kind of the human internet versus the internet. So each week mm. I could bring in like a topic and yeah. it's like, you know, you tell me what you remember of it while I read off Wikipedia and like kind of update, you know, what actually happened. So it's kind of you trying to remember the internet. That's Isn't basically that kind what, of what this podcast is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Charlie tries to remember the internet.
0: (laughs) And so you know what it's like? It's like when um, Kasparov and all those other chess players take on Deep Blue.
1: Yeah, it's it's Charliepedia versus Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's
0: funny you should say like, um, you know, you hate this podcast already just from the description of it. Because Uh uh, while I was pulling all this stuff together this week, I uh, was on the iTunes page, Mm. and I was looking at the ratings board, and I'm like, "Oh, cool! So you know, we've got a lot of like five star ratings and stuff. People are very supportive." Which is nice. We we have sixteen one star reviews yeah. and I was
1: like oh, I've never bothered to look at those so no, I thought that, that's a beautiful world you've lived in and I like to live <laughs> in that world as well where I've never looked at no, those I, and I, I thought what. I
0: thought, it, I, thought it, I might be might be uh, it might be interesting to to go through some uh, of these um, these, will these comments <laughs> and find uh, out what
1: people think about uh, our show I don't think so, this will um, be fun this is like mean tweets look, I don't well,
0: like it well if, it, if, if there's a safe word there's a safe word okay it's, it's a, uh what's the safe word uh, the safe word, it should be um, Richard Greco. Okay. Well, that's two safe words. All right.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Okay. So uh, this was an early review. So this person uh. reviewed in 2011. So I think that's fair enough. I probably would have complaints about the show. Golden right. Monkey 24. Totally boring. That's what he calls Richard it.
1: Grieco. Richard
0: Greco. Richard Greco. Richard <laughs> Greco. Now, Golden Monkey—he sounds like a numbers man because he—he's uh-huh. written how could 273 five-star reviews be so wrong? So he actually counted up how many five stars we got. He was so angry, he went back to the opposite of the opposite end of the spectrum. Was like, okay, so there's 273 people who like it. After the demise of Get This, I've been looking, <laughs> so you can tell it's 2011. Uh, this guy's yeah, okay. still really holding on. Yeah, sure. I've been looking for something to take a place on my iPod, but this isn't it. No. I've listened to a few shows at random, having seen the great reviews, and I was really bored. Unless you're about 15 years old and have just graduated from the wee poo bum school of humour and like to have a nervous giggle uh, at more advanced rude words than steer clear. If you like to have your humour with even a passing flirtation with intelligence, don't download this. Even that many people can be wrong. And then I imagine he pushed back from his desk and he wiped his hands off, stuck his big fatty palm into a big bag of Doritos. (laughs) Got out his signed
1: copy of the Brown album and re-listened to it. (laughs) (laughs) No, fair enough. I mean, if you were looking for something, uh, like Get This is probably the greatest ever Australian radio show that was made at a radio station with the budget where you could, you know, produce... And look, I would say in our defense that we weren't going to... We I don't think we ever said, hey, this is the new get this or even pretended that it was meant to be the new get this. And if you were coming here looking for like polished sketches and like an encyclopedic knowledge of comedy like Tony Martin has, then yeah, I guess this would not be the podcast for you. Well, but good on that person. I will say this. Good on that person who clearly I don't think was a fan of either of us when it came to the podcast. They just went... I'm just going to check it out. I like the idea yeah. that that person is a person who at least checks things out based on you know some other people's recommendations. And yeah. look, I would have preferred if they found it wasn't for them, they might have gone, you know what? This is a free podcast and maybe I could just move on and keep my opinion to myself. But they shared it with iTunes. <laughs> What I like about that, Will, is you're like when Pope John
0: Paul II was shot by a would-be assassin, and then he went to visit him in the hospital the next day and said, "I forgive you. I forgive you, yeah. my son. You're misguided." Right. Um, well, I, I don't forgive next,
1: him, but I understand him.
0: <laughs> this next one, uh,
1: uh, uh, Richard Greco.
0: Richard Greco <laughs> is from Almighty Zalark, and this oh, was um, uh, no. January twenty second, twenty fourteen. Remind Fitting, me what? Oh,
1: re- remind me who the first one was called again? Who, along with Almighty Zalark? golden monkey, golden monkey twenty four. We've <laughs> lost golden monkey and Almighty Zelnark. <laughs> well,
0: these were like—I mean, golden monkey was in two thousand eleven, uh-huh. which was, I think, if, if memory serves, one of our mic stands was a camera tripod that we right. had gaffer taped to microphone. <laughs> and so the, yeah, and the other one—if
1: it didn't sound like—get this. And the other one wasn't plugged in most of the time. So, serious. Uh
0: So, Almighty Zolak in 2014. The heading is Regrettable. Uh-uh. Now, watch how he starts. Okay. Will Anderson is one of the funniest men in Australia. Oh. Full stop. Oh. Where is this going then? Oh, wait. A minute. I
1: don't hear no Richard Greco all of a sudden from <laughs> you, Will. You're liking this. <laughs> he's nibbling your earlobe. Well, no, because I know it's going to end badly. I know this is like the M. Night Shyamalan. Like, he's he's got me in, he's got me interested. <laughs> Alright, here we go Will, Will
0: Anderson is one of the funniest uh-huh. men in Australia Yeah, On stage, that is okay. In this podcast, he's just being normal He proves that he is, regrettably, very ordinary Very dull and uninformed And then a real uh, Donald Trump sign-off Such a pity, exclamation mark The equivalent of sad I'm alright with that one I'm fine with that, that's fine <laughs> what else? Well, what that kind of says to me is that he says you're one of the funniest men in Australia on stage, but on this podcast you're not. Which right. points to one person as being the problem.
1: No, me. <laughs> no, but also like I mean, the truth of it is that my stage show is a condensed hour, seventy minutes of the funniest thoughts I've had for three hundred and sixty-five days. Where this is hours of nonsense weekly. <laughs> Also, my stage show costs like 60 bucks and this is fucking free on the internet. So, you know, was that not any indication that they might not be of the same comedic quality?
0: (laughs) Uh, This one kind of um, uh, uh, is just written meh, M-A-H in the heading. By the frumper. (laughs) Cheap. Yes? Yes. Lazy? Free. free. I agree with that. Uh, yep, free. More f- often more than not boring. Well, uh, yeah, that's up for debate. Okay, well. And that's the professional star, Will Anderson. His oh. co-host, Charlie, is actually quite witty and entertaining. What? <laughs> maybe not entertaining enough to sit through Will's endless dick-sucking and weed jokes.
2: <laughs> endless
0: well. dick-sucking and weed jokes? I mean, weed jokes, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I would give you the wee jokes, but the, I, I, I would, when I characterise your
1: sense of humour, I don't think of endless tick sucking I mean, I think that we just had... There was a couple of early episodes that went particularly blue. There was a period of time... Well, you know what the thing is, because we weren't trying to be, get this, but the podcast that we both liked a lot was a podcast called Smogcast, Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier, yeah. and it traditionally ended up being these, like, pop culture riffs that were just, like, would end up in, like, well, you know, everyone knows what Kevin Smith's humour is, and we both bonded over that. So it made a lot of sense, much like bands and stuff like that, that when you start doing something that you don't know any of the rules of, that you were influenced by the yeah. things that you liked. So, I mean... I don't think the podcast these days is. Although you know, last week we talked about vomiting and food poisoning for the first twenty <laughs> minutes, but it's. I don't think it, it's an endless parade of dick sucking gags at this stage. No, and now a lot le- one, and a lot less weed oh. gags since you've been on home and away. So I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe to be honest, that guy might come back and enjoy it if he tuned into <laughs> some later episodes. <laughs>
0: This last one is my favourite. This is the most recent. This is posted only a week ago. Oh, no. Recent Uh -uh. bad
1: feedback. Because I was able to kind of go, all that other stuff's in the past. But this is like someone recently.
0: Oh, look. Look, this is five bad reviews over a six-year history. Five okay. one-star reviews. Yeah. There's a couple of middling ones around about three stars, but I've always considered myself a bit of a three-star entertainer. I'm happy with that.
1: Sure. Uh, this was posted on Still December Still don't 6. quite understand why on iTunes you would give a fucking show a three-star review, a free show. Give it five, give it one. Understand both of those. They're extreme reactions. <laughs> but a three? Anyway, go on, Charlie. <laughs> Leftist Elitist Rubbish oh. is their
0: heading. Yeah, okay. By, Saw, by Saw Dragon. S-O-A-R. Saw Dragon. As I mean, a we have
1: dragon. really lost a Game of Thrones meets Dungeons and Dragons cast of characters. <laughs> we have Saw Dragon, Almighty Zalark,
0: <laughs> the Golden Monkey, the Frumper. Saw Dragon says, I love the footy podcast, so I wanted to give this a go. Oh, okay. Unfortunately... It is yet another limousine liberal rave fest. (laughs) So so disappointed. When will privileged celebrities realize they are not the wisest people on earth who we plebs must bow down to before and worship? From a guy who calls himself Saw Dragon.
1: (laughs) Well, delusions of grandeur? I mean... Okay. Well, here's the absolute truth of my life. I am the son of uh, dairy farmers. Uh, My dad is still a dairy farmer at age 73. Uh, My brother is a dairy farmer on the same farm. My grandfather built the road that my father grew up on. Uh, I I grew up working class. The only opportunity I got to go to a good school was through uh, a scholarship. And yeah, I have had some success in my life and I have some opinions, but I think that if you listen to the opinions that I have about things, I offer them mostly through the prism of here's what I think and I'm interested in what other people think and how the world works and I certainly don't ever expect that my ideas, what might be right for me or the way that I look at the world is necessarily how other people would look at the world. So that's my fucking response to your one-star sheet of letter. Glad you enjoyed the (laughs) footy podcast. Thank (laughs) you. And I would
0: say, like, if you are sick of these limousine liberals and the and the liberal mainstream media, then this is the podcast for you. We were post-truth before post-truth was a thing. If you want fucking, like, poorly researched information delivered by two ranting idiots, then this is the show for you. We should be right up your alley.
1: That's why I always feel bad when people get busted for drugs, pretty much anywhere, but when people get busted for drugs at dance music festivals, you know, where they confiscate. Yep. And I'm just like, oh. You have to endure that whole I mean, fucking... like, if, you, if your drugs get confiscated the big day out, you can still go and have a good time. <laughs> 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 Might as well go home if your drugs get confiscated at a dance music festival. Nah. <laughs> You're like, I shredded for three months for this. <laughs> hey, uh, do you have something? Is that what you were about to say? Oh, no. I was just oh. going to
0: say it's, uh, um, it's a better a day uh, for TOFOT because... Uh, oh, why? Well, yesterday you told me you loved me.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, go with this if you'd like. <laughs> that's fine. I'm happy. Oh, well, no. I
0: was, I, I was really pleased. I got a text message from Will saying, I love you and uh, sorry the fuckers are ruining your day. I was like, oh, that's nice. Um, my
1: day's not that bad. So I said, like, um, thanks, man. I love you too. Well, also the other thing was that I... Because we were going to record this yesterday and then... Uh, some fuckers and started ruining someone else's day, and I had stepped in to uh, uh, undo the fuckery. Yeah, undo some of the fuckery. Like I could not undo all the fuckery, but I could play a support role yeah. in uh, just being there. Yeah, uh, and a part of that support role was uh, me uh, being on the phone at the supermarket trying to get the uh, the bath soap. That the person who had been the subject of the fuckery enjoys, because I thought it'd be nice after they got home from a day of fuckery, yeah, to be able to use the bath victim soap of that fuckery. she enjoys, right? Yeah, and uh, so I, uh, it was not available at either of the two places that stock it in the suburbs that we live nearby, mm-hmm. and I'd gone to both of them, yeah, and uh, then I'd been in the shop and uh, there'd been some more. Uh, I'd be, I'd been delivered some uh, uh, late breaking news on the fuckery. <laughs> And uh, I had also at that, uh, around that same time, uh, sent you a message saying, hey, can we do this tomorrow? Right? Yeah. So you had a lot on your plate. You had multiple, on plate, multiple message windows. But also, going. Well, yeah. The, the, well, the two that had I, been most recently
0: used. Can I ask, was the message sent from your phone or from your
1: laptop? From my phone. I was at the right. supermarket okay. on the phone at the time. Because I listen to a podcast as well. Because I, I find I like to multifunction not always. Successful. I have my
0: text hooked up to my laptop, uh-huh. and so I can you know when I'm working I can sort of text people at the same time. And I find more often than not that's when I send the message to the wrong people is because you can open up windows and it's not you don't have to go in and select the person's name. You're just sort of grabbing and you know you're swapping windows and chatting back and forth. And I have sent numerous messages to the wrong person. Never told anyone I loved them. Um, I was disappointed when I realized within about 1.3 seconds. I love you. (laughs) Do you need to hear that? No, no. No, no. You know I love you, you, baby. You know. You've been fucking
1: doing this unsuccessfully for seven years. (laughs) If there's nothing else, this is longer than most relationships. We haven't had our (laughs) seven-year-age. Well, we kind of did. We broke up for a while. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Because you were seeing someone else who wouldn't let you hang out with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that there should be a function... The amount of times I have sent texts and be like... I'll retract retract text. Happened last week. Immediate Uh, retract. I had some 30 second retract or something. Yeah. Like I had friends around uh, last week. It's a good app. If you could
1: come up with that as an app. Because you wouldn't... Yeah. Because you can't... You should be able to zap it. Here's what I'd imagine is you can't do... You can't get it back, right? I don't really understand how it works. But I imagine the minute you've sent it, it's already in the other person's thing or in the world. So you can't retract it. But what if you put a thing... It's like a guard that you put on your phone. And all it just means is... Like like radio delay, you know how radio has mm, like a seven six second, seconds, a six, yeah. whatever it is, delay. So what that means is if you ring up and say, fuck on air, right, they can push the dump button. They lose that six seconds and you come back as if it was like, you know, yeah. business as usual. But then at the end of the normally what happens is then to get they have to go on a song or an ad or whatever, so it can, can go back into delay. Um, the best time to ever swear on air, if you want a tip, is immediately after someone else has sworn on air because they probably haven't. Uh, managed to reset the delay, so you're probably going live there for a little while. If anyone needs a tip, but um, you, you put that kind of on your phone. So whatever the app is, you upload this app, and it puts your phone on that 30 second delay. So yeah. the thing actually hasn't been sent sure until 30 it's seconds just a bu- after it's you send a buffer, it, right? It's a buffer. Yeah, I think that's a that's good app. That's not idea. a bad idea for an app. I think right? that's a good app. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, or you could, t- if you wanted to make it kind of, because you give more- it some
1: name like Second Thoughts or like Yeah, the, that's right. You know, yeah.
0: Um. Take it back. Yeah. I think we've had, the, I've got Deja Vu. We've not talked about this before. That's a good this name app? made for an app. Deja well, Vu. Yeah. So. Uh. I think you could do that or you could maybe turn it into more of a mobile game. Right. Where, so there's still the 30 second buffer. You've got 30 seconds to press a second button. But what that button does is it puts a lock over the text. It still arrives at your friend with a message saying, Will would like. Uh, Will doesn't want you to read this message.
1: Oh, okay. So then, and then they've hands. got
0: an option, yeah. And you can and you can monitor their response. You oh. can see whether or not they they so open So that's it a or real it. pressure play at
1: yeah. that point, isn't it? If you got a
0: text from me saying like Charlie would prefer you didn't read this text.
1: I mean, I wouldn't care that you knew that I'd read it because I was definitely <laughs> going to read it. You can open it fast enough. I mean, I have no. I have uh, like definitely. For the, Like, you know, around my birthday when the surprise was coming, there was a few people who Facebook messaged me or whatever and I could tell from the top of it they were about to reveal something that yeah. they didn't know they were. Yeah. Like, yeah. was it whatever? And I was very good at just going, I'm going to dump all that. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to read that. So I think that I could do it. Watch- I don't think I would choose to in that situation.
0: When I'm watching the footy on delay, like, you know, I'm re- I've recorded the first half and I've just got home. If- I'll leave the phone, t- my phone turned over and when it's the because I'll be half an hour behind. When I know the game's ended, my phone starts blowing up. And so I will put my hand over the front of my phone and read who it's from. And from that, I can determine whether or not like, I should open it or yeah. not? Like it's is not it, that is I know it good or bad news. Yeah. Some
1: people come uh quicker for good like, news, some c- come quicker exactly. for bad. Exactly. Like
0: if it's my mate Nick who yep. I go to the football all the time, that could be anything. Right. That could be what a great Either win, way. what a bad yeah. loss.
1: Either way he'll contact. If
0: you. it's from someone I've never like I never hear from, right, who's playing, who backs that team, Yeah. then I know Obviously that I don't need don't to read, that. Don't read <laughs> that. But you also then know, right, yeah, cuz it's, it's not true.
1: like Pavlov's footy game at that point. Anyway, this is a conversation for our other podcast. <laughs> um but yes, I told you that I loved you, but I do love you. <laughs> so, um, okay, here's what I'm going to uh, tell you because we were talking about, um, it's been a big week. Uh, there's been a bunch of funerals and uh, I guess in one of those days where, um, you know, sometimes th- you the way you deal with grief is to, I don't know, like talk around it in a kind of comic or comical way. Yes. So my friend, uh, Ben Long, uh, the stink, as people might know him from... uh, Oh, not the Ford Pocket from uh, St Kilda. No, not Uh, him. Michael Long's nephew. But um, he he sent me this message. We were talking about, uh, you know, obviously the tragic news. And then, uh, because he's a huge music fan, we used to go to a whole bunch of, um, you know, music uh, festivals and stuff together. And that's definitely his, you know, world of music. And then he says this to me. I had a funny thought about your future funeral before. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> great not not saying you'll die anytime soon but I think it would be a fun idea for it ha, ha 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 so I say well it could happen anytime from now good to be prepared I'm happy for you to be in charge no one else has put up their hand right So, so then he says you need to pre-record the voiceover for when it starts same as your show's You knew him, you loved him, you couldn't resuscitate him. Brilliant. Fuck it, it was him. Okay, so right now, because I said to him I would record that so that he could actually use it. So instead of me doing it separately, I'm just going to do it here on the podcast. All right. You knew him, you loved him, you couldn't resuscitate him. Fuck it, I was him. There you go. All right, so that's good. (laughs) You've got that uh, for my funeral. God, just deathly silence in the church. And then he said it would really set the tone. So I said, uh, that's good. I'll record it this afternoon, saving it under Funeral in my computer so you can find it. But now it's on the podcast. It's it's here, so you have it. Uh, Then he says, I was thinking of a confetti cannon... Off the coffin as Back in Black plays after. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I that's like cool. that. I like that. That was your well.
0: entrance music for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. still my
1: it's my entrance music, and it will be forever as I do stand up yeah. comedy, uh, because uh, a, a great hero of mine called Dave Grant, who was a great um, uh, legend of Australian comedy, but also someone who was so kind to me on the way up. Uh, when he died, just as a kind of tribute, so I could always remember him. He used to walk on stage to Back in Black, right. and I started nice, doing nice. it, and now that's why I do it all the time. Uh, so I say, get Foz Dyke to do a banner for me, right? That'd be is. cool, right? So if we could get Foz... For the
0: pallbearers to run through with the coffin? Well, no.
1: no. <laughs> it's funny, though, that you say that. Okay, I'm getting right, more we'll... of a backdrop. Yeah, okay, sure. Well, I reckon... Oh! oh. Hey,
0: hey, hey, settle down. Hey! hey. All
2: right.
1: Well, we'll get Michael to cut out some of that fight. But well, this must be the
0: first dog fight in podcasting history, right? I
1: mean, I have never seen them fight like that though. That, that was, was full, really on. full on. I yeah, don't know what... they're
0: both fine. Just in case anyone's worried, yeah,
1: no, they're both fine. And they went and sat inside together. Although Ramona's decided to come back out again now. We yeah. might just stay in there for a bit. There's a lot of
0: posturing going on. There
1: was. I mean, there was a bottle on the ground, and they like, like a like <laughs> an empty bottle. But geez, that was a bit too much. Was like, I was like, what happened, girls? Friends, well, your sisters. sisters. Your
0: sisters. Come on.
1: I guess sisters fight, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I mean, look, it was. I think it was more bark than it was bite. They were definitely was a little bit of bite, though. There was. They were definitely yeah. going each other. There was some bark, there no bite. There was no. Broken Luckily, skin.
1: they're French bulldogs, so they mostly, when they try to bite each other, their weird shaped heads just get locked <laughs> into each other's faces. <laughs> We're returning to a golden era of TOEFOP because we've just decided to spend some of our limited and hard-earned money on something stupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it really feels like we're in that sweet spot of just wasting money for ideas that amuse us and no one else.
1: So uh, do you want to run people at home through the conversation we've just had with Mike Hal, our producer?
0: Yeah, this is literally hot off the press, so just um, before we record the show, uh, we normally have a, bit of a chat with Mike Howell, just catch up on things and make sure our levels are right and everything, and uh, he just informed us that he's bought a brand new Turbo Mini Cooper uh, in the colours of Tofop, so red, black, chrome and white, sort of that St. Kilda-esque sort of colour, which is also uh, the colours of his favourite team, the Cleveland Trailblazers. Cleveland the Portland, Portland Trailblazers. Right? No. Portland Trailblazers, sorry, fuck, I should know that is important. Well, Oregon. the, the, the uh, Cleveland
1: Trailblazers, they actually trailed an earlier blaze, but unfortunately it was a terrible trail and they all
0: died. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up having to move to Portland. Uh, but he said that um, uh, he's looked into the idea of getting personalized number plates because there is exactly five characters you can put on the number plate in that state. So uh, we did the math, we crunched some numbers, and we said, yeah. Why don't we get some Tofop number plates so you can get a Tofop vehicle?
1: The Tofop-mobile. There's literally going to be a colors of our... The Tofop-mobile. Like like the Batmobile, we will have our own Tofop-mobile that is driven by our producer. I mean, just the fact that we're going to confuse so many people in Oregon, to me, is one of those things that it's worth it. It's worth it for any amount of money.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Michael, I don't think you understand. I have to explain to people constantly what the fuck Tofop means to people in Australia where the reference has at least some kind of validity. But you're going to be explaining that shit all the time. You're going to
1: have to get really up to date on Russell Crowe's band so you can really walk people through it. I mean, the amount of feedback I get from listeners to this show who listen from overseas, who say when they meet an Australian, they're like, oh my God, you're Australian, do you listen to TOEFOP? And then have to explain to the Australian what TOEFOP is. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's going to confuse a lot of people. When people ask you,
0: what's your show about... What is your standard go-to answer?
1: Uh, about 70 minutes, give or take. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> there is that pause, isn't there? <laughs> I mean, I often like, I, I end up, I find myself dissuading people from listening more often than encouraging them to listen. I'm always like, well, it's uh, it's me and my mate and we sort of catch up uh, and we talk about stuff. There's no real kind of format um it's about oh hang on Michael's given us a bio. it's a comedy conversation between two old mates That sounds terrible so I wouldn't listen <laughs> so that to that Sounds terrible Sorry
1: no way is that going to be our no tagline <laughs> I'm happy for nothing for everybody <laughs> Yeah Michael if you get
0: the decal of our heads on the side of your uh, Mini Cooper so you can get a tax write off and you can get can you also get the tagline written underneath? It's a comedy conversation between two old mates. <laughs> Just in calligraphy, under our faces, on the side of your car. And like, It's a comedy conversation between two yeah, old mates. Yeah, put a little
1: asterisk next to it and then underneath have the explanation yeah. of what it actually is. That'd be really brilliant. Um, it, I, it's, I think it's sometimes interesting when somebody else explains what the show is about to you. And so yesterday, um, I got together with um, some guys uh, to record a faux fop that will come out in the future uh, with two really cool guys who have a uh, hugely successful international podcast, but they're based in Australia. It's called The Weekly Planet. And you got me onto this podcast. Like, you, you were the first person who said to me, you got to listen to this. This is really great. And so I'm doing a, an interview with those guys for their podcast, and they start trying to explain what TOFOP is. And you could even see in their eyes, they were like, well, sometimes you talk. they talk about stuff that's like the stuff we talk about on our show, comic books and movies and stuff. And sometimes they talk about nothing. And like the last one was about a dream Charlie had.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so generally, it's a podcast equivalent of sitting next to that crazy guy on public transport.
1: Oh, yeah. I think it's a random journey of you'll never know what will happen next. <laughs>
0: Oh, shit. You went and saw Midnight Oil.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. Just like, uh, what, a two How was that? Oh, amazing. Like, I've probably seen them 10 times in my life, I reckon. Like, when I was at uni, we saw them a heap. They were, like, their biggest, and they would come through Canberra all the time. But I saw them in a bunch of other places as well, and I was really into Midnight Oil for a while. And weirdly enough, I think because of the style of their music, have not revisited it at all in the last 20 years. Like since I was really into them, I just never at home will put on really? a like a midnight all album or whatever, right? You hear enough of their songs on the radio, and now that I work at Triple M, you definitely hear <laughs> enough say. of their songs on the radio. <laughs> 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 I will say this though, Charlie. Like, somebody the other day like was complaining, like you know, one of the people who worked at Triple M was like, "Oh, fucking Hoodoo Gurus again!" And you know how you and I feel about the Hoodoo Gurus, and I was just thinking, "Oh, Hoodoo Gurus again." Like, somebody was asking me about, like, what the ra- doing the radio is like. They're like, oh, it must be hard getting up early in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I mean, but I get up early in the morning, you know, pretty much anyway. And I go into a place where they give me free coffee for two hours while I have a conversation with Luke Hodge or Sir Ian Botham. And, like, every hour they'll play a Hoodoo Guru song. I'm wrapped. Like, Never been happier. <laughs> and they pay me and I go home at 9.30. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. Someone was asking me that about you the other day. They're going, oh, so Will's doing Triple M now. Is is he happy with that? And I'm like, well, I said, it's kind of like Will's grown into Triple M. Like all the things that you talk about, like football, comedy, current affairs, like that's kind of your bread and butter anyway.
1: Oh, mate, like last week, you know, that sort of thing. It's like I would have been talking about the fact that Australia voted yes on same-sex marriage to people. Uh, but instead, I woke up in the morning and I talked about the fact that Australia had voted yes to the Prime Minister and asked him an <laughs> awful question about whether they were going to pass the legislation by Christmas and put him on the spot and kind of ruined his interview. It was so much fun, Charlie. And then I got to talk to Ian Botham. <laughs> it was great.
0: How's Beefy going?
1: Oh, unreal. Absolutely unreal. Like for me... Like, there's still a bit of me that when I, like, I used to sit at home with my dad, you know, on Anderson's Row, like, you know, watching the cricket, (laughs) my dad's thing that he just loves to do, like, all day long. This is as close to, like, having a genuine, like, bonding session with my dad that I ever had was watching the cricket with him. Like, the fact that I, the other morning, was hanging out with Ian Botham and, like, made Ian Botham laugh probably is the most proud my dad's ever been of me.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: it yeah, takes a I,
1: while it takes a while <laughs> for your parents to be proud of you you're 43 like finally i mean there's well there's a lot in the shame i mean bucket. you have
0: done a lot of jokes about drugs and sex and stuff like i'm glad your parents have finally you have fit a job that can finally make your parents proud
1: well i think it's like i like to think of it as like there's two buckets charlie and like you know that you're transferring like there's the shame bucket so there's all the times that i've like made them ashamed of me And then, like, you know, every time you do something good that they can be proud of, they take something out of the shame bucket and put it into the good bucket. What I'm saying is, earlier this year, I got arrested, admittedly, for something that I hadn't done wrong. But, yeah, I still think, you know, that's got to go into the shame bucket. And then, uh, you know, meeting Sir Ian Botham and making him laugh, that puts some of that shame into the proud bucket.
0: I I know you're joking, but I actually think that seems like a dynamic new parenting technique. With your children, you have two buckets in the house. (laughs) One is the pride bucket and one is the shame bucket. And every time your kid does something that embarrasses you, you bring them home and you write down what it is and you show them, I'm dropping this in the shame bucket, and then they do something that makes you proud. You put that in the pride bucket. At the end of the year, if you've got more in the pride bucket than you've got the shame bucket, you get a Christmas present.
1: (laughs) You get to stay in the family. (laughs) They put the yearly rankings on the wall next to where they put your heights at different ages. So you have a measurement of where you rank in the family in pride and shame. And it actually, you know what I could do? It's one of those things where uh, I, I, you've been away, so you might not have seen this, but pretty much every comedian in Australia has just released a children's book. They've all had kids and like, mm. looked into the lucrative children's book oh, market.
0: By the way, we've been contacted uh, by a publisher about writing a children's book, and I'm not <laughs> even joking.
1: Are you serious? <laughs> the fuck would we do like neither of us have children yeah I know um, I mean maybe that's our angle though right it's a kids book by people who don't have kids that's actually not a bad think angle I could re- do you think I could read the email
0: I mean she's a listener so I don't know if this is like a bridge of confidence or whatever but like she goes
1: through her rationale for us doing it I'd love to hear it. Like, well, we can leave out the important details, but I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hang this on. is, a, just, this is our feedback. Take... This is us replying in the medium we're most comfortable right. with. So this will be fine. Let's just take a little, a little okay. break because I've just got to find the details. So just give me Beautiful. a second. Beautiful. I'll stand up and stretch. Uh, we're back because Charlie had to go and find the email. But uh, in the meantime, we've been having an off-air conversation <laughs> with our producer Mike Hal. and uh, we have learnt something alarming. I mean, we've always been aware that we, uh, you know this show is produced by uh, look artificial in- intelligence. You know, look, we've seen him in human form, but you know, he was a little bit too attractive know. and beautiful. That could for have us been that could believe.
0: have been a that could have been a Tupac style hologram for all we know. Computer. Well, United you know what hologram. it is.
1: It could have been Alfred dressed as Batman. You know, it's not actually bad. Exactly. It's a cover story. Yeah, he just, just found Bruce a
0: bum. He just yeah, Michael found a bum off the street. Right. <laughs> a gave beautiful him some bum. money.
1: That guy did look like a cleaned up bum. You're right. He, he, he could did. have definitely found he, like a homeless guy and sent him to a salon yeah. and he could have come out looking like He had like long that guy. hair
0: and a beard. He just trimmed up the beard a little bit, left the long hair and said, you know, go buy yourself some clean clothes and uh, pretend to be me, the human Michael.
1: They got the team down from America's Next Top Model, gave him like a Tyron makeover, and like fucking send him to a podcast festival. It's all coming together. So anyway, and the
0: only reason he wasn't crying was that he didn't have to cut his long hair.
1: <laughs> we uh, That's t- a little uh, next America's model gag next next for Top you there. Model joke. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. There's two people in listening to this right now punching the air because they got
1: that joke. So we were talking to Mike Hell off air and uh, we were talking about Amazon's Alexa and uh, Mike Hal demonstrated to us that his uh, whole house is, looked, is hooked up to Amazon's Alexa and he spoke to Alexa mm. and then he apologized to Alexa mm. and then he said please to <laughs> he Alexa. did
0: Yeah, he apologized to her. It actually took us both by surprise. It was, it was chilling.
1: He was like, sorry, Alexa. I was like, fuck. It's too late, Charlie. The robots are already going to take over. I might as well get an Alexa at my house. Here's the thing I do know. He showed us that you can say, uh, Alexa, Spotify, Tofop. And Tofop will start playing on your Spotify. And the thing I know about the Alexa is also sometimes it can be triggered by somebody saying, Alexa, Spotify, Tofop on a recording so that means hopefully at some stage right now somebody's playing this out loud and they're going by someone's yeah. spotify and it turns on Pop. <laughs> now technically they're already listening to the podcast so it's not going to get us any new listeners but it would still be cool <laughs> it's very meta
0: so i uh, found this letter now there is some information in it which we can't share. I'll even yeah. won't even we'll, we'll call her. What's a, what's a good uh, a pseudonym for a publisher to have? Is there a famous publishing character from fiction or something? Or do we just call it? Uh, JX
1: Oh, okay. Who's the publisher from uh, The Devil Wears Prada? The uh, Anna Wintour. Like you know, she well, she's not. Yeah, it was based on Anna Wintour. You know. Oh right, you're so okay. into fucking America's Next Top Model, but you don't know who the fuck Anna Wintour <laughs> is. Where no, is your fashion not Charlie? Be-
0: it has nothing to do with fashion. I was thinking more of like a, a J.K. Rowling type reference. Let's just call it J.K. J.K.
1: JK's an author. She's not a publisher. I know. Hannah Winter is a publisher. What has to do with
0: books? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, we'll call her Annie. Annie. Uh, Annie. So Annie uh, says, uh, "Great to you." All right. So just to uh, update everyone, um, this person, um, uh, by the way, uh, Annie uh i'm sorry if this is coming to a shock to you hearing about our exchange on this show and i haven't replied to this email but i have read this email and i have been thinking about it so i imagine through uh, the discussion will and i are having now you know you'll get a good idea of where we're placed with this idea
1: right this is our response this is just we've sent back a yeah. like this is like you know uh stan in m&m he didn't actually write to m&m he had a cassette tape of his you know thoughts that he was sent. <laughs> like it's it's just a different No, way he sense.
0: was writing it down because you can hear the little pencil scribble as well, he's Well, no, writing. he wrote
1: the initial ones, but then he had the cassette tape, yeah. remember, that he was going to say. Oh,
0: when his girlfriend was in the trunk.
1: <laughs> right, so he was starting to respond through the medium of podcasts, essentially. All we're doing okay. is responding to her in the way that Stan wanted to respond to Eminem.
0: Yeah, Tofop is the psychotic fan of podcasting. <laughs> Because uh, I, so she contacted me um, on social media. I wrote back. I said, sounds interesting. Uh, what are you thinking? Here's my email. Send me like more information. So she says, um, okay, I have some initial thoughts. On listening to the TOEFOP podcast for a couple of years now, it's pretty clear to me you have an excellent knowledge of film and pop culture and associated tropes. I take that.
1: Well, I wouldn't say excellent, th- but we certainly. Uh, generalists who throw ourselves into the topics with enthusiasm. Uh, stay tuned for the end of this podcast when we're going to talk about the Justice League movie. <laughs> and I think there might be a creative opportunity
0: here to mine this knowledge and come up with a crack of a series, of, uh, a crack of a series idea for boys.
1: Okay. Sexist.
0: I've been, li- I've been giving uh, some thought to the construction of a standard elevator pitch. Uh, it's this movie meets this movie to create a new concept. Listening to your podcast got me thinking how we might actually mine that elevator pitch construction with real movie concept mashups to create an awesome new book series idea. Now, she's definitely a listener because we do this a lot where we talk about like a, uh, like a well-known pop culture property and we merge it with something else.
1: Or we say, wouldn't it wouldn't be better if this happened. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Right now, I'm thinking, wouldn't it be better if this book publisher was Batman?
0: (laughs) She says, I'm in your demographic, which is, I don't even know what our demographic is.
1: Uh, probably people who have children, but I reckon that's the demographic for people who they're actually pitching to. Because the truth of it is, it's not the kids buying the books, right? That's why all these comedians are writing these children's books. It's because you're pitching it at the parents who might like Peter Halley or might like Dave Hughes or might like Tim Minchin, and they've got to read a fucking book to the kid anyway because that's what you got to do when you're a parent. So you might as well read something by someone that you like. You don't, The kid's not going, I want Hughes' book. Like It doesn't fucking work like that. It's not like some kid's like, I enjoy the construction of Tim Music's, uh, Tim Minchin's musicals and now I want to see what he can do with a children's book.
0: I'm in your demographic. So when I think about the kind of movies to mash up, I'm thinking of the classics. And when she says classics, she's, I'm thinking we're going towards Stranger Things territory. What would happen if you took Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Bill and Ted's Encino Man, Lost Boys, Teen Wolf, Back to the Future, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Stand By Me, Karate Kid, Short Circuit, Goonies, Home Alone... And mash those films together. Or pluck something here's, else the I was, Here's what I'm going to say
1: for, I, just so, so far is my bit of feedback. She does have an acute understanding of what we consider the classics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm travelling the world. I'm actually
0: going back for a wedding too in Scotland. Gemma's brother's getting married. Oh, nice. And when we're over there for Christmas... I really dig kilts, man. I like kilts. Like I think they look smart. I saw yeah, there's a bunch. I like of, a kilt. There's a bunch of dudes um, going to a wedding. I guess. Comfortable. Traditional. They look awesome. Yeah. And so I said to Jam, "Is it culturally
1: inappropriate for me to wear a kilt to your brother's wedding?" You can wear it to the wedding, but you can't wear it to splendour in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the rule? Charlie's at Splendor in a kilt and an Indian headdress. Well I started looking up like kilts online because yep. there's
0: there's sort of been, you can get like modern interpretations. Is it the traditional kilts for like If I had a kilt shop those. I'd call it kilt
1: in the name of <laughs> I would say call it kiss or kilt. Yeah. Oh that's not bad too. I like it. Hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kilt me? Oh maybe I'd call it kilt will. Yeah. That, that makes
0: that's good sense. that makes much more yeah. sense. <laughs> Wilt kilt? No, it doesn't work. Um so I want to wear a kilt, but I'm worried that as the only non-Scotsman who'll right. be at this wedding, yeah. like is that you like you know if a dude if like a is that like room. blackface? Yeah, or if a dude walked yeah. up like you know dressed in a bone with a Cobra holding <laughs> a boomerang, like to your in a cork hat?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Doing this, you know, our national dress exactly, it came just like Ned Kelly <laughs> uh, or Chopper. <laughs> yeah, <it> came dressed <laughs> in a Ned Kelly helmet. It's like you got this is what you guys wear, right? Yeah. Uh, but she seems
0: to think that it's fine, like it's okay. Do, and you also, ha- do you have
1: Scottish heritage?
0: Yes. Well, I have Irish heritage, but my mother was a McSweeney. And the, from what I can understand, the McSweeney started in Scotland. So if you go way, way, way back, because they're all from the same clans originally. I think they were, it was called, they were called the McQueens, and then there was a fight in that kind of clan. And then I think a group split off to Ireland and became the McSweeney's. But there's some conjecture about when and who, and you know, there's it's Game of Thrones type shit, like sisters and marrying brothers and all this kind of stuff. But that's enough. There is I, there is a McSweeney, uh, there's a McSweeney tartan, because it covers both. So I can wear my McSweeney tartan. My mother was a McSweeney. The bloodline is strong. Yeah, and, and that, I have good thighs for a kilt. I got like big,
1: thick kind of Irish potato digging thighs. Well, obviously the An- Anderson is like we're we have direct Scottish lineage, and. um yeah, so an Anderson kilt's pretty uh, easy to find, the tartan and what all those it? sort of things. Mine's
0: kind of like... Mine's almost in kilda colour, so I quite like it. Uh, actually, mine's a little and... bulldogsy, actually, <laughs> as well. Yeah, <laughs> not too awesome. bad. Yeah, it's
1: good. Um, comfy a kilt as yeah. well. That's the other thing. Like, just comfortable, you know, to me. Um, yeah, I like the, you know... I mean, obviously, the, the Andersons, our family, have been Australian, you know, like a, a long way back to when white people have been in Australia. So we don't have that sort of you know sometimes you know when someone will have a grandparent who is like you know mm. english or scottish but i don't have that in my family so i don't feel any direct correlation to us we weren't raised with any scottish traditions yeah. or english traditions I've you know that same. sort of thing So,
0: <clears throat> well my grand great grandparents were irish my mum identified quite strongly with being irish she's eileen mcsweeney it's a very right. irish name but it's funny i've i'm the same as you i'm like fourth generation so i don't identify with anything but I, since mum passed away, I'm like, I I want to go to Ireland. I want to kind of see where the McSweeney's come from. And just, you know, I think it's, you know, when you lose someone or a family member, that's that's when you start, It's it's weird. You sort of, that's when you start to investigate further. Like the irony being while they're alive, you could ask them anything you want or, you know, but then if they hadn't died, you wouldn't. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a catch 22. Well,
1: the other thing for me is I grew up, you know, obviously on the road that my... Your granddad <laughs> so you're going to go see your ancestors? But then, like, my other grandparents lived, like, on the cross. Like, literally, they all live within blocks of where I grew up. So I'm like, so where's our family from? Here. This, pretty much this. You can see them. Look, there's granddad. There's grandma. Well, I was going to say, like, for my 40th, my friends,
0: including you, a whole bunch of you got together and a very generous gift, bought me a ticket to go to Ireland. Right. To visit my roots. If I could return the favour, it just costs like, like a bus right. ticket. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you just
0: go from one side of the road to you the other. Get,
1: you can just get me the V rail down <laughs> to suralgam and then Mum and Dad will come pick me up. <laughs> I'm going to visit my roots.
0: Uh, we've got a YouTube channel. Um, I sort of promoted that in in our movement ad, but um, yeah.
1: yeah, we're putting
0: some content up there. We've sort of shot some videos. We want to kind of in- encourage, incentivise you guys to go to our Patreon because we've the Q and A Q&A,
1: um, seems to be people are enjoying the Q&A yeah. thing. So we like... We like we're, doing them. They're yeah, easy enough to record.
0: So we've got a few more of those in the pipeline. But just um, go and subscribe to our YouTube channel because that just helps us and it also means you get first notification. If you join our Patreon, you get the videos a bit earlier than everyone else. I haven't decided on the time frame. I'm a bit like... It's a bit... Just to- a bit earlier. It's a bit tofop. Yeah, So that's I'm not fine. quite sure. So let's not... I haven't really thought it through. But, but also, let's not like... I don't want to make it this thing. That's no. right. I've had this whole kind yeah. of like thought process where it's like... I don't want us to be that slick. Hey, you know, no. you act now, you get this. It's like, look, we want to reward the Patreon yeah. subscribers, but we don't want to exclude anyone.
1: Believe in us, and we'll try to. We're trying to, you know, create stuff, you know, create some more stuff. Just, you know, if you if you want to throw a few bucks our way to help us do that, it's really handy, particularly for supporting James and you know, uh, you know, the people around the podcast, Mike Allen, you know, the people who regularly do stuff for us, doing yeah, our Will's to do mattress it. delivery guys, and, exactly. Uh, <laughs>
0: This isn't that sweet
1: to fuck Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm putting it all into my mattress. I find mattress. out. That's like, why it feels so comfortable because it's stuffed <laughs> full of sweet Patreon cash. I go to the figures. I'm like, he's been siphoning off the whole time buying mattresses. I've actually done a deal with Teespring. Yeah, and I've right. been oh, se- selling fake Foz dogs to Teespring. Those motherfuckers. They like, fuck. If anyone is listening from Teespring, come on, dudes, just
0: fucking stop it.
1: It's I gross. Mean, it's just gross. Stop doing it. Stop stealing uh, people's stuff and uh, making a profit out of it. And Don't be shit. Like, it's not hard not, not to be shit. shit. Yeah. Like,
0: you've got a fucking business model that works. Just don't steal shit.
1: Go to our website if you want to find James's stuff and also uh, his Redbubble page, you know, but don't go to Teespring uh, for his stuff because it's being stolen.
0: Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and that is it. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.